Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatch as we're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. How are you today, Simone? I'm good. How are you? Waiting for my cool front. I know. I can't wait for that fall weather. It's just, I'm going to open the windows, maybe like pull out some plaid. I'm going yeah, to put my flannel on, get my pumpkin spice on. Have you already had a pumpkin spice? Have you cheated? I do like pumpkin spice, but no, I have not. Okay. Yeah. I, I like to wait, you know, until mm-hmm. it's actually cold before mm-hmm. I, you know. Which seems like it's never going to happen. But the good news is, is that it looks like we'll get a cold front and no hurricane. I know. And we are thinking of our friends in Florida, yes. you know, that as Michael, um, you know, makes landfall there. But, um, you know, of course, we're nearing the end of the season and it can't come soon enough. Yes, yes. We actually have some uh, previous guests that are coming back on the show too, which is exciting yeah, today. Exciting. Today's a very, um, you know, kind of in the coast, kind of getting your hands dirty, experiencing coastal culture uh, kind of uh, an episode. So I'm excited to talk to our guests. And I love revisiting our friends for sure and that they, you know, have activities that go year long and uh, all year round. And so we love to talk about them. But we had some news the past couple of weeks. Yes. Well, you know, we, we mentioned it on the show, so it, it's worth updating. Um, but, you know, there was some news that was actually um, first broken by Tristan Barrick with the Times-Picayune about a proposal, um, a, an odd proposal to put an airstrip on Elmer's Island Wildlife Refuge. And as our director of bird conservation, Eric Johnson, um, stated, you know, <laughs> planes and birds don't mix. So, um, and this is obviously a very important restoration project that, um, you know, is one of the largest ever completed in the state of Louisiana. And so, you know, out of in Louisiana, other groups were very vocal, Louisiana Wildlife Federation, um, and, and kind of questioning why this plan was moving forward. And, and thankfully, there was a hearing that the um, LDWF commission had, and um, the secretary of LDWF actually, you know, um, canceled those plans. Right. It, it was a really amazing testament to, you know, how many folks are concerned about the coast. It's been a project that we've reported on quite a bit. We've had Tristan on the show before, so it also emphasized the importance of local reporting, um, and so it was really great to, in in a kind of a bad reason why, but to see people come together and kind of rally around this really important issue. So that's good to know. Yeah, people are paying attention and they care and, you know, they're going to speak up when um, in the best interest of our coast and coastal restoration. Yeah, it makes you feel like you've educated some folks, but Tristan did such a great job on really deal, detailing all that information. And so that's good to know. So you must be so exhausted. You had an event today. How did it go? Yeah, so we had our event uh, called Working for Our Coast, where we um, had 1,167 juniors. That's 1,167 1, juniors. Wow. From Terrebonne Parish Public Schools, come visit Fletcher Technical Community College to learn more about coastal careers. Um, so we had different folks represented. We had engineers, we had geologists, we even had a reporter, Amy Wald. Oh, came. Love yes. Amy. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to tell these kids just kind of about all the amazing, exciting careers that they could have in the coastal world. And we had folks that had tables outside to give them more information. And we had equipment outside, like some folks that are. Um, uh, survey equipment and a dump truck and and some things like that just to get kids their first taste of, you know, if they wanted to work in coastal, if they care about the coast, they could actually have a career in the coast. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, this issue and the challenges we face are not going away anytime soon, but they also present opportunities, right? So whether you're a scientist, whether you're an and engineer. And look at, look at this show right here, look, of, of all our different backgrounds, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, and, and that we can work on you the coast. You have an opportunity too. to have a future. So that's great. Sure. Um 
Other news, um, you know, uh, Nichols, there's more news coming out of your neck of the woods, right? Uh, So um, the Coastal Colonels, as we like to call ourselves, are closest to the coast, as as Dr. Kloon likes to hashtag us. Uh, They signed an agreement with the Water Institute, that uh, memorandum of understanding that they're going to work together more. And those are two great partners to restore a retreat. And so glad to see them coming together. Um, so they had just a little official signing ceremony. We're going to have Dr. Kloon on the show in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's doing really great things at Nichols uh, and certainly revolving around the coast. And we've, of course, had Justin on the show and, and several guests from the Water Institute in the past. So it's really great to see those two folks coming together. That's awesome. Well, looking forward to speaking with him. Um, and then cannot believe it, but Master Plan 2023 is already underway, underway, right? Yes. So um, uh, the legislature granted an extra year in between master plans, but um, they've already started new project development for that. And they've opened a solicitation period where anyone can submit their um, project ideas, but they are first going to have a webinar to give more information Um, That's next Wednesday, October 17th from 2 to 3. There will be more information on the CPRA's website, which is coastal.la.gov. But that's going to give more information about how they'll accept proposals for new projects or project concepts that could be included in the Coastal Master Plan. Uh, I mean, I can't Maybe believe... Maybe Darren has some ideas. <laughs> can't believe it's already underway, but I mean, it shows that, you know, how much goes into this yeah, plan, definitely. right? I yep. mean, 2023, that's, you know, multiple years away, but they're already starting the process. So, well, let's welcome our first guest, friend of Delta Dispatches, um, friend of charismatic megafauna everywhere, Dr. Theron <laughs> Hankel. Um, Megaflora. Is that your, oh, is that your Twitter handle? That okay, should sorry, be your Twitter handle. Twitter Twitter handle. That's funny. Megaflora. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Welcome to the show, Theron. Thank you for having me. Theron Hinkle is Assistant Director for Coastal Sustainability Program at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Welcome. Um, so you've been on the show with us before. We've talked about a couple different projects. Uh, we want to talk about some of those, but also talk about some exciting events that y'all have coming up. Um, so remind everybody a little bit about what you do over there at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Sure. We um, are a local not-for-profit, and our area of focus is the Pontchartrain Basin, which is basically everything east of the river in Louisiana. So we do all kinds of programs between all of our departments, and, you know, our goal is restoration of the coast and our water bodies and keeping it healthy and viable for future generations. So you work in the Coastal Sustainability Program. So, Theron, like, tell us what maybe what a week looks like to you or any given day. You could be anywhere, right? You're obviously in the studio here with us, right? I mean, what does that look yeah. like? I just found out I was going to be here yesterday. Um, <laughs> Sorry, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of my job, but there is no day-to-day. So every day looks different. Every week looks different. Sometimes I'm out in the field in the swamp getting dirty, doing research. Sometimes I'm writing a technical report. Sometimes I'm analyzing data. Sometimes I'm doing outreach um, I went to Tulane last Friday to talk to undergrads about oh, future, nice. future careers and very cool. and um, just in science, really. And um, so I'm kind of do a little bit of everything. How was that? I mean, were the students pretty excited about science and environmental jobs? Yeah, it, it was kind of um, talking to them about a different track than academia if they didn't want to go on that track. And also, I like to tell everybody who's a student, whether you're 18 or 22. It's okay if you don't want know what you want to do with your life. Don't worry about that. 
you're okay. What if, what if you're, <laughs> That's uh, my mantra. <laughs> what if you're 34 and you're in a, a communications director? <laughs> it's, it's never too late to change your path. We don't. <laughs> no, I'm very happy, but we don't have enough time to go there. So anyway, um, well, you know, so I know there's. Uh, I, I want to talk about getting your hands dirty, but we're almost out of time for this first segment. But there is an exciting event happening this weekend, right? It involves planes and boats and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. No, that's probably not right. But it's called <laughs> Air, Air, Land, and Sea uh, Festival, and it's out at the New Orleans Lakefront Airport. And LPBF will have a table there, but it's put on by the World War II Museum, and they're going to have apparently some flight shows and boats and all kinds of things that you can look at out there. I think they've had this a couple times before, really successful and super fun. I mean, a great way, first of all, Lakefront Airport is beautiful, Gorgeous. right? It's like it's like hidden out there, you know, but it is so beautiful hidden to even gem. go out there. And then and then for the, you know, World War II Museum, they do such an amazing job at everything they do to have them come out there. That's really great. So we actually have a couple of more related events that we want to talk about when we come back from the break there. And if you'll stay with us just for a little while longer, you're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We'll be right back. I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore or Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. And we're back. You are listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, always available online at deltadispatches.org. I'm Jacques Ebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. Um, Theron, it's that time of the show where we ask you a fun question. Oh, God. Um, we were talking about um, home handy 
handiness, mm-hmm. I guess, handiness, handiwork. Um, what is your favorite power tool? Oh, to, uh, you, you you asked your dad to build you shelves in yeah. your garage for all of your handy tools. Yes. Handy tools that obviously I don't use handy tools. Yeah. So. I'm going to do my best to keep it clean. But um, <laughs> my favorite tool, I don't, I feel like just the old fashioned screwdriver. Fair enough. I use it all over the place, all over my house, yeah. you know. It's such a difference. I remember, like, back in the days of, like, when I had Ikea furniture. Yeah. <laughs> and using, that, you like, need an Allen wrench for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That comes in the package. I, I was just getting so frustrated. I'm like, I'm getting a power drill and just doing this in, like, five minutes because yeah. I can't sit here. But anyway. Yeah. Cool. We, we in, in, in the break, we had a great conversation about your dad and, and um, his handiness. Yes, and he so. flew down from Seattle to do a bunch of stuff on my new house for me. So he came down from Seattle in like probably 90 degree weather. He died. Oh, no. Yeah. He cramped. It was a lot going on. Well, too bad he didn't, you know, wait a little bit longer because fall is in the air, which means it's time to get out in the coast. Yes. Time to start planting some trees and start volunteering. So Theron, LPBF obviously does so much to connect people directly to our coast, get them out, get them involved um, and working to replant trees. And and really, you know, there's no better experience to understand what's happening on the coast and like contribute to it directly as an individual. So tell us about some of those opportunities that are coming up in the near future. Sure. And I'd like to always clarify, we call it swamp restoration plantings. Nice. So we're not just planting trees in a park. We're planting trees out in the swamp. We're trying, we're trying to get that habitat back. And also swamp is a great uh, great habitat to have deflect your storm surge. So we try to plant it in front of levees and things like that to get our whole multiple lines of defense strategy. That, I like it. Very thoughtful. We, so our first one coming up is actually this Friday on October 12th. And that's near the Carnarvon Freshwater Diversion, which is near Braithwaite, Louisiana, Jacques. Where Jacques mm-hmm. people heal, hail Shut from. Shut up! <laughs> and um, so that's our first opportunity to do that. And then in the same area, October 20th, on um, which is a Saturday, you can come out and do it again or do it for the first time. And you can register through our Facebook page. It's online under our volunteer page. Um, but the Facebook page is the best way to get updated on new plantings that are coming up. Or you can email me to get put on a list there at saveourlake.org. So you got to dress comfortably. You get dirty, yeah? Yeah, we like to emphasize you're definitely going to get dirty. You're planting in a marsh or in a swamp. So um, old, old sneakers. Comes, yeah, boots, you can wear boots if you want. But Murphy's Law boots, you're going to find a hole taller than your boot, I find. So, <laughs> um, I, I usually wear old tennis shoes that tie on well, no slip-ons, mm-hmm. uh, old clothes. But we provide, you know, like gloves and sunscreen. And we provide food for you to make lunch and snacks and, and bug, bug spray, spray and all yeah. that stuff. And all the trees. In all the trees, and we put a nutrient protector on every tree. Otherwise, those little invasive rodents will munch them right down. And that is an example of adaptive management, is it not? Yes. Yes. And we learned that the hard way. Our first planting ever, we did not put nutrient protectors on, and they got all 150 of them. We had some previous guests on the show that can take those little boogers and make them into dog treats. Too. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I will say, too, I mean, like, you know, this, it's not that far. It's like 25 minutes from the city, basically. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, going. Like 40. Yeah, Shock drives really okay. fast. I have, yeah. I have a lead foot. But then it's also, you get out and it's such a beautiful environment. I it mean, really, you see yeah. birds, you see Definitely. just all kinds of wildlife. You and, you, know. and you get to the site on a boat, so you get to go for a nice boat ride. Not an airboat this time, but we're going to have a big flat boat out there that will take you there. And yeah, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. And actually the site we have for the next two plantings is a beautiful site. Really pretty. Hopefully the water goes down. 
it's quite high right now. Pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> I did look at the weather and it's going to be uh, 66 to 77 degrees and mostly sunny oh, for yeah. Friday. Perfect. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. What a great, I mean, welcome fall, right? Yeah. So that's great. And that planting, we're going to have some of our, um, some volunteers from Colonial Pipeline out, which they've been a great partner of ours, donated money to us, really care about the coast and they have some pipelines in that area. So they've helped to like restore the area where they do work. And then... I think you guys know more about our partners on the 20th, but it's also open to the public. But. Yeah, well, the, the event on the 20th is following up on an event that our organization, Restore the Mississippi River Delta, hosted at Dockville Farms, Cook-Off for the Coast, which was a, a really great event. Um, we had, um, you know, Samantha Carter and others on um, the show to talk about it, but um, they actually raised some funds, and the funds that they raised are going towards the trees that are going to be uh, planted in the swamp as part of the swamp restoration. That's right. They went to the South, uh, the St. Bernard Wetland Foundation to help grow the trees, and now it's time to plant those trees. So Definitely. that's really great. Yeah. Um, so the cook-off resulted in that. Now they get to plant the trees. I know that they're already planning their second cook-off for February 9th. So it's nice to see it like all full circle. Full yeah. circle. Yeah. And partnerships. How much partnerships matter? Yeah. Well, sit there and... Um, you know, volunteering, doing the swamp restoration program is so important, right? Um, and, and again, in terms of engagement, education, but you all also facilitate like m much larger scale plantings um, as well. Yeah, if we can. So sometimes we, if we get um, enough money to do it, we try to pay for and, and facilitate commercial plantings, which these plantings are larger scale. Uh, they can put 5,000 trees in the ground in one week, Whoa. which is about... 5,000 yeah, in one week. That's about 25 acres of restoration in one week. Um, and so, you know, we're, you know, volunteer plantings just because of nature, we have to keep it smaller. And so when we get money, so recently we got a donation from PBF, which used to be Shalmet Refinery, to plant trees somewhere in St. Bernard Parish. So we're doing, we put out an RFP for a commercial planting. We got a great company RES, mm -hmm. thank you, uh, Resource Environmental Solutions, to, um, they put in a great bid, and so they're going to do a commercial planting for us probably sometime in January, February in St. Bernard Parish. Yeah, it's great really to great. see that, I mean, in, in concert with the volunteer plantings, and then, you know, of course, we talk about the master plan projects, but then other technologies. I think we talked to Christy a little bit about um, the pods and air mm -hmm. seeding of planting. So it seems yeah. like there's no shortage of innovation that's happening and trying to Definitely. have as big of an impact as possible. Definitely. Yep. As, as fast as we can scale up, the better. Yeah. In the plantings themselves, I mean, there are just kind of so few ways for people to get their hands dirty. And I, I feel like Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation just provides so many opportunities to kind of do things like that. And then whether it's the beach sweep or, or, you know, plantings, I think that's really great to offer those opportunities yeah. and especially being tied to the city, but kind of that realization that there are things outside the city and, and things like that. So remind us again where they can find more information on the events on the 12th and the 20th. Uh, yeah, you can. The best place to go is our Facebook page. We have events there, you know, created events for these two plantings that has the link to the registration there. Please register so we get enough food for you guys. And um, in general, just in the future, you always can look there for um, future plantings. And like I said, if you want to be part of our email list where you get notified, Theron, T-H-E-R-Y-N, at saveourlake.org. 
And I saw also that y'all have some other exciting events coming up. The Coastal Cruise Social, which is a party for past and future volunteers. I like yeah. that. Nice. Yeah, our Coastal Crew is basically we teach you kind of about all the things we talk about and educate about. And then you help us go to events and tables so you can be representative for us at events. Awesome. And I also like to mention that we are always looking for docents. Mm-hmm. We have a museum at the, our lighthouse yes. at the lakefront. Yes. And you can come, we'll train you, and you know you can kind of work as many shifts as you want or not. So Christy, it's no Christy pressure. She told us about docents. Yeah. yeah, she told us all we about can, it. That's, and that reminds me. I mean, I know it's just this fall weather is getting in my head. I'm so excited, but before we know it, it'll be what is it? Lights on the lake or mm-hmm. the, the boat parade? So. Yes, yes. So that Coastal Cruise Socials Wednesday, October 17th, from six to seven at the New Canal Lighthouse Museum and Education Center. And y'all are also, like you said, Jacques, they have also have history on the lake coming up on Veterans Day. Is that Veterans Day? November yeah. 11th. Yeah, yes. November 11th. It's Veterans Day. This is our second time we're going to have the PT boat from um, the World War II Museum. It's a partnership mm-hmm. with them out at the lakefront right by our lighthouse. You buy one ticket, that gets you a tour of the PT boat and into you our... You go and, on the boat, right? Yeah. On the boat, yeah. 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 Into and, the museum. And then a tour of our museum. And, um, you know, there's going to be all kinds of swag you can buy around that. And it's just a really... The last event went really well. It's a really, really cool old boat. They restored I mean, it amazingly. a patrol torpedo boat. Yep. That is so cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. And it has a wooden wheel, like steering wheel. Which I thought was weird. The whole boat is like this crazy metal and bombs, and it was really pretty wooden. Some soft mahogany, yeah, mahogany steering wheel. So, um, anyways, that's a great partnership that we have with the World War II Museum, which is uh, you mentioned already a great organization. Well, there's no shortage of work happening over at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. So, thank you, Theron, for taking some time to come tell us about it. Um, that's it um, for this half of the show. We'll be right back with another former Rugaru. guest. Talk about that. <laughs> All right, um, you're listening to Delta Dispatches on the GSO nine ninety. We'll be right back after the break. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, 
Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Bear with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Samoma Laws from Restore Retreat. We're here every Thursday on 990 WGSO and online through um, Google Play and iTunes. That's right. DeltaDispatches.org. Well, I'm so excited to welcome back another former but favorite guest to the show, Jonathan Foray with South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. We've got an awesome event that I personally cannot wait to attend uh, coming up soon. It is pretty awesome. Jonathan, welcome to the show. It's nice to be with you guys. How are y'all doing? Good, good. Um, we were talking about, the Jack and I were just talking about the last time we spoke, you were the Grand Marshal of the Chauvin Parade. Chauvin Parade. <laughs> yes, like like a lifelong that's, dream for this guy who's traveled all around the world. <laughs> that's right, that's so right. the weather held out. You had a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, and we're hoping for the same for the festival um, in two, week, two weekends from now. Not this weekend, but next. Last year. The cold front's going to come in. Yes, it is. And we're going to have beautiful weather for sure. Last year it rained on them just a little bit and the parade just went little, on. Oh my God, just a little bit. <laughs> it, it rained on our parade. It rained on their oh, parade. No. But they, they marched on. They soldiered <laughs> the on. on. We, we were at uh, Spigots and, and we watched from the balcony, man. They soldiered <laughs> on. Um, but Jacques wants to know the most important question. Yeah, before we get Probably. into the Rougarou Fest, I have to ask, how, yeah. how is Beignet? Oh, he's doing wonderful, man, and spoiled <laughs> like you can't believe. Because he makes, as as Nutria make, that little sound that sounds like they're screaming, ma, like from across <laughs> the marsh, right? So they make this little noise, and it's always this little, ma, ma. And so I think he knows that the festival's coming up, because more often than not, I'm hearing him make that little noise. Like, he's getting excited. Like, he knows something. I was going to say, up. maybe he misses you because you're so busy. Does Beignet get his own float in the parade? He doesn't get his own float, um, but he uh, he does have his own booth at the festival, okay. right? <laughs> of course he does. And so, so, but he's um, kind of a diva about it. He's got a rider <laughs> and he's got like, you know, he wants only green M&Ms in yeah. the booth and only works an hour exactly. at a time. That kind exactly. of stuff. Right, right, right. Well, so, thank you for obliging and, and give him our best. And hopefully Jacques I'll get is coming to see, to see Beignet. Oh, yes. yeah. You need the uh, VIP uh, pass wonderful. for that. Yeah. And, and look, like he gets pardoned uh, each year. Yeah, so he does. He, also he gets, gets pardoned. An official pardon um, from our parish president uh gordy dove and so that happened awesome. at four o'clock it's pretty amazing and last year was the first time that we did it That's so and funny. it was i mean there was fist pumping going on <laughs> and like hip hip hooray for beignet you know he is on, the only invasive species that i know of that is celebrated but in that celebration there's also some education oh yeah about yeah, making people aware that yes nutria are invasive this little guy is cute and is not procreating but the rest of them are pretty terrible for our wetlands. So a little bit of education, a little bit of fun. Right. Uh, it's what we do at the festival. We'll love know? that. And, um, you know, we'll be sure to keep our friends at Marsh Dog well away yeah. from Benye. Yeah, Glad well away from <laughs> Glad he's getting that part in. <laughs> well, he's sweet, but he ain't that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about Rugaru? Like, even tell us the background of it. Jack yeah, and I, I want the... I want what is the legend, you know, the one that gr- grandma told their grandkids? Like, what? You Jack's know. grandpa was from Homa, so I'm sure he's heard it. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, like, the story of the Rugaru predominantly was just to keep 
kids from misbehaving, you know, because <laughs> we're always told if you, if you bat, the Rougarou is going to get you. And so we just didn't want that to happen, so we, we behaved. And so, um, you know, it, when we ask some questions, you know, because we work with a lot of students, K-12 through students uh, through the Wetlands Discovery Center and, um, and summer camps and things like that, and we realize that the kids nowadays really don't know all of the stories that you know, our generation of folks were told. And so this is sort of our efforts about keeping, keeping those stories alive. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it really does resonate with a lot of the, the kids. And, of course, Arugaru isn't quite as scary and creepy as the one that we grew up with, with as children because we want people to come to the festival, you know? Um, so, yeah, this, we're going into our seventh year um, of the festival, and we've just had wonderful growth. Uh, throughout, like it's pretty amazing about uh, as uh, how big this thing's gotten. We've got awards from like Louisiana Association of Parents. Yeah, big Festivals. time, right? USA Today ranked us as one of the top ten costume parties in the country. Um, like so, and last year we had National Geographic that came uh, to do some social media uh, promotion about the festival. So it's been a lot of fun. We also had a group that started the Rugaru Witches, right? And so this is a group that started not that long ago. And my goodness, there's like 300 witches. I mean, we started with like 20. You know, the first year was like 20. And now there's like over 300 in their Facebook group, um, you know, that they organize and rehearse for Do the they dance. dance? The parade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so a Homa version of the Six Ten Stompers. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. And so this year, they're actually going to have. Um, like a witch review, and it's called um, Wine with the Witches, and it's going to be at Canada's on the west side of town on Thursday from 6 to 8. And so it's sort of the debut of the Rugaru Witches. Jacques and I are, of, are a little witchy ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> We'd <laughs> well, like to come. Canada's is really no, great, too. They help us, but, too. But so. And they, they have their own event, and there's wine at it. Not only awesome. is there wine, but there's other, they're calling them adult potions. So that could be a <laughs> fun evening. Concoctions. And they're, also, they're dipping cheese in chocolate. They are dipping cheese in chocolate, and I hear it's delicious. Cheese, chocolate-covered I mean, cheese and wine. I mean, just all look. of it together in one place. <laughs> <laughs> so there, and then we're going to, um, there's going to be sort of like a witch-off, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what they're calling it. And then out of the mass of witches, they're going to um, uh, select the top 13 witches of, um, <laughs> 13, of that's the, the group. Yeah, right? And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And you have a queen, and I was trying yeah. to tell Jacques about this costume. <laughs> I talk, we talked to you earlier today about this. Like, it's amazing, right? So you selected a queen in the spring. Tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah so uh, the queen is selected at the Rugaru Ball, which takes place in May. And, and they had Sabrina, of, the wit, the little girl. Oh, yeah, from, oh, oh Tabitha, Tabitha. Tabitha, Tabitha. Yeah, the yeah, little yeah, witch Bewitch. from Bewitch. Oh, oh my yeah. God, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, she's like she's in her fifties now. <laughs> she was four when we saw her on TV. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. We always have a celebrity guest for that event, and um, we so it's sort of like Project Runway meets Face Off is what happens. And so there's a team of designers that design this look for the queen, and then they compete against each other to see whose design. I mean, this um, is like not playing like ama- yeah, was, amazing yeah. professional like. You know, two yeah, hours her, in the makeup yeah, chair, yeah, like yeah. unbelievable. 
she's got this crown that's beautiful. It's made out of metal, and it sort of resembles a rougarou, uh, you know, like a wolf head. And I mean, they really spent a lot of time uh, designing. Twelve pounds so, I mean, costume. Wow. Yeah. Twelve pounds. Yeah. Twelve pounds it, costume. Yeah. This is a must-see. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, costume. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And, like, it's more of a art competition, I guess, than a beauty pageant. Yeah, know? don't be showing up in your um, pirate costume either. Like, <laughs> they don't play down there. <laughs> but, no, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, for so, sure. So, Jonathan, we're up against a break, but we wanted to have you come back to talk a little bit more about South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. But tell us where we can find more information about Rugaru. Absolutely. It's uh, rugarufest.org and all the info's on the website. In two weeks. In two weeks. That's right. October uh, 20th and 21st. Okay. Jonathan, if you can hang with us, we'll come back after the break and we'll talk more about South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. This is Simone Malaz from Restore Retreat. And this is Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. We're here every Thursday. 5 to 6 p.m., always available online at deltadispatches.org. When you wake up in the middle of the night and want to listen to us, deltadispatches.org. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, that's not funny. That's not funny. I was about to keep going when you're on the treadmill trying to work off the <laughs> Hey, Jonathan loves us. Well, welcome back to the show, I think, Jonathan Gore <laughs> from South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. We were talking about Rugaru Fest before the break. So, Jonathan, we have to ask fun questions. So, not to put you on the spot too much, but what is your favorite Cajun legend or folklore other than the Rugaru? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Swamp um, Thing. I, is Swamp so, Thing I, a cousin to Rugaru? I, let's go with it. You know? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I mean, it's sort of a... It's sort of a toss-up between the Fifole and the Lutan, but I think I'm going to go with the Lutan because the Lutan so is a Cajun. little bit more <laughs> of like a, a, a trickster spirit kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of like the little the little thing that gets in trouble all the time and or makes some <laughs> bizarre for you, you know, makes some trouble for you. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and I actually found a book recently that is all kinds of Cajun folklore and, and legends and that sort of thing. It's so interesting. I mean, some of them I'd heard of, some of them I'd never but you, what you were talking about earlier in the, about maintaining that history and that culture and teaching the younger generations about that culture. I think it's so cool what y'all are doing. So, And, and Rugoff Rufest is really just like a throwback to some of the old chair, church fairs and festivals, right? That yeah, we used absolutely. to have, right? Yeah. That's like, and, and that was the inspiration, honestly. I mean, like we, did, we talked earlier about, yes, it's important that the kids sort of understand and learn those stories that we've heard for generations. But it's true, like, we are from a community of, uh, like, I'm a Lanyap kid, yeah. you know, like, I grew up. Lanyap on the bayou, that's why that's you got it, that Pop yeah. Rouge ice cream. That's, that's <laughs> it, that's totally it. So, so, I mean, I think there's also a sentimentality um, for these type of events from my generation who grew up volunteering in some of the stands because our parents That's where everybody learned made, to gamble too, man. They had, <laughs> they had some questionable <laughs> games that were... Hey, really Those is that tabs, a roulette wheel? No, no, not like, a roulette wheel. Do you remember just the a, pull tabs? <laughs> like, I remember the, the floor, the ground just around there being littered with pull tabs. It was like confetti around there. Yeah, Otherwise known sure. as like lottery tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, but, yeah right, 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 right. Good stuff. So what's new at the festival this year? 
One of the things that we're really excited about is that we have um, a, pu- a pumpkin lighting. So it's this huge jack-o'-lantern, um, 12 feet tall, uh, that we're going to light at 9 p.m. after the parade in the court square. Awesome. Um, yeah, for, for the Saturday of the festival. Um, the United Home Nation is also doing um, a movie in uh, Memorial Park. So that's like along the parade route. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing um, Boo on Medea Halloween. That uh, <laughs> film came out last year. So I've seen it. It's gonna, pretty that, good. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then on Sunday, um, we're doing the Bayou Olympics. So this is the first time that we add this to the festival. And this is sort of like, um, so there are different teams, uh, people sign up, and it's sort of like, you know, who's the, who's the best at doing certain things, like peeling shrimp, like shucking oysters. <laughs> we also have one that's the flying fish competition where uh, one person gets blindfolded and you got a big red fish and you have to throw it across the court square <laughs> to your partner who has a net and they have to try to catch the fish in the net. And so, you know, everybody gets some points. And, That's fun. You know, we'll, we'll, and the, the, we want to play Tina Na as the anthem <laughs> like when everybody gets their medals and we'll have uh, Tina Na playing in the background. So awesome. that'll be fun. And Nichols is going to um, partner with us to do their Bayou Study Symposium oh, great. Um, at the festival on Sunday. And that'll happen um, in the lobby of the Whitney Bank. Um, awesome. So, awesome. Yeah, lots of fun new things uh, taking place. And downtown Homa sure. makes such a great scene, too, with the oaks around the courthouse. Oh, it's and so pretty. Too. Yeah, it's really pretty there. Uh, and Jonathan, I remember yeah. you mentioned this last time, but another one of the things that really sets the festival apart is that you all have a goal and a commitment towards sustainability, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we have made um, the promise that we are going to be a zero-waste festival um, within five years. So this is our first year um, of that promise. And so, of course, we're not going to throw away the the inventory that we have. I mean, we have some styrofoam bowls left over, and we're going to use those. Um, but we're shifting into using um, compostable bowls. And um, we also have zero-waste stations. So around the festival grounds, you'll find this year uh, three receptacles, one for recycling, one for compostable, and then one for trash. And then eventually what we're hoping to do is remove the trash receptacle and only have recyclable items or compostable items. And then we'll have a big recycle. And we have a recycle store. So you can actually um, redeem your recyclable items for tickets and then use those tickets to purchase festival merchandise. So we're making it valuable to recycle very you know? cool very cool well yeah, the information yeah. you can find information on rugaru fest at rugarufest.org and it's a free family-friendly uh-huh. festival with a spooky yeah. flair i love that yeah, yeah. But, but this is just one thing obviously it probably takes you a long time to work on this but y'all do things throughout the year jonathan so i don't i don't yeah. want to be you know i don't want to pass that up all the things yeah. that y'all do at South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. So tell us a little bit about the mission of the center yeah. and like some things that yeah. you'll work on all year. So our mission is to educate primarily K-12 students about the challenges we face as a coastal community. Um, and so one of our big programs is called Coastal Classroom. And um, we have our program director who has her, um, her master's in uh, marine biology who actually goes out into the classrooms, mostly in Terrebonne Parish. We're going to start branching out into Lafourche and St. Mary hopefully soon. Um, but, I mean, she is, she is booked, you know, five days a week. She's in the classroom um, doing lessons that uh, fit Louisiana State science standards but puts a wetlands twist to it. For example, if the kids have to learn about soils, 
um, for state tests. It just has to be about soils. But we go in and we add alluvial soils and some hands-on activities, learning what alluvial soils are all about and teaching the kids about subsidence. So we go into the classroom and we teach kids about where they live versus just information for a test, right? Um, and that's been a hugely successful program, um, and the, the teachers really enjoy it. And we're able to use some of the money from the festival to then buy um, equipment that maybe the teachers can't afford to be able to put in their classrooms. And then we use that equipment through multiple classrooms throughout the parish. So um, it gives kids uh, a good opportunity to do hands-on experiential learning. So we're excited about that. We also do um, the Wetlands Youth Summit, and that's more focused to our high school students, um, where we pull them together and give them sort of a problem. Here's this issue. Um, let's talk about it. Let's come up with an action plan, how we're going to resolve that. We recently got grant funding um, to be able to do sort of a, a mini L.A. safe for kids, right? Interesting. So we have money. Yeah, it's going to be great because we want to we want to have the kids thinking in those same terms of adaptation strategies and how do we how do we move forward with the things that we're we're looking to face in the future. You know, um, there's also a cultural component that we're going to be dealing with, and it's about our traditions and how do we move our traditions forward in a changing environment and what is that going to look like? So where we still kind of, you know, it's life's going to be different on the bayou in 50 years. Um, but we want to be able to maintain our cultural identity through that shift. And we think that that's going to also be an important component of, how, of, of our resilience moving forward. If, um, I mean, I know we throw that word around a lot. But, um, yeah, so we just want to make sure that the next generation, these students, have all the tools they possibly can have um, to make good decisions for themselves, for, for themselves, their families, and their future. Well, Jonathan, you know, that's such a great reminder that, you know, going to the Rugaru Fest, it's not about just fun, but it's important. It's supporting the important work that you all do. Um, and give folks the website for South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. So even if they can't go to the Rugaru Fest, they can still support you yeah, and learn more about the work about you summer do. summer camp yeah, and the classroom, yeah. those things. Yeah, absolutely. So our, um, our website is slwdc.org, and you can find more information about um, our programs there and how to contact us if you if there are teachers listening um, and you'd like to have our program uh, in your classroom, go to the website, find the number, give us a call, and uh, we'll set something up for you. You're always a great guest. Thank you for being on the mm. show, Jonathan. And looks like we'll be seeing you at Ruga Rufus. Yeah, we'll see you and Beignet there. That sounds wonderful. And when I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about Please listen to Delta Dispatches. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Appreciate you. You, you too. Have a good one. Bye, Jonathan. Well, an, the end of another great show where we learn so much more. I feel like this show's more for us. Like, so we learn more. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I'm planning my schedule. I'm going tree planting. Oh, excuse me. Spooky. Swamp planting. Yeah, swamp planting. And then uh, we're going down to spooky, Homa. Spooky, yeah, family-friendly so. event. A lot yes. of fun stuff to do. All right. Well, that's another Delta Dispatches. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you soon.